Good evening, St. Michael's. Will you stand?
which are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Has he been selected in accordance with the canons of this church? And do you believe his manner of life to be suitable to the exercise of this ministry? We certify to you that he has satisfied the requirements of the canons, and we believe he is qualified for this work. Anthony, will you be loyal to the doctrine, discipline, and worship of Christ as this church has received them? And will you, in accordance with the canons of this church, obey your bishop and other ministers who may have authority over you and your work? I am willing and ready to do so in my solemn word of prayer. But I do believe the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be the Word of God and to contain all things necessary for salvation. And I do solemnly engage to conform to the doctrine, discipline, and worship. Amen. Tony. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In green pastures, he makes me lie down. He restores my soul and he leads me on for his name, for his great name.
Dear friends in Christ, you know the importance of this ministry and the weight of your responsibility in presenting Antonio for ordination to the sacred order of deacons. Therefore, if any of you know any impediment or crime because of which we should not proceed, come forward now and make it known. Is it your will that Antonio be ordained a deacon? Yes. Will you uphold him in his ministry? We will. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. God the Father, have mercy on us. God the Son, have mercy on us. God the Holy God, Spirit, I praise you this morning. Holy Trinity, one God. Now, Lord, I ask that you to put it into our We pray to you, Lord Christ. Lord, hear our prayer. The Holy Church of God, that it may be filled with truth and love and be found without fault at the day of your coming. We pray to you, so Lord. In case you haven't noticed, for all There's members a lot of, of the church and their in vocation and ministry, <laughs> that they may life, we pray to you, O Lord. The thing is, it's not just there. What happens is that patriarch, same craziness Douglas, our works its way into our lives. Priests and may hunger for truth and may thirst after righteousness, we pray There's to a you, nervousness Lord. that takes place. It's a sense of, of for Antonio, uneasiness. chosen deacon in your church, we pray to you, O Lord. The, 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 the thing that God wants that for he may be faithfully fulfill the duties of this ministry is the miraculous. Build up your the church I live, and glorify your The more name, I'm convinced pray that, to you, that O Lord. Our daily lives as we live that day by the indwelling day, of the Holy Spirit are to be may be sustained and encouraged supernatural to the end. intervention we pray to of you, the miraculous God. That's our expectation that should be there. And and as we experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, what happens is we're to take Lord, that hear our prayer and tell people uh, our story about how God intervened in our lives and how He uh, worked a miracle. Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those in positions of public trust, especially our president and governor, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person. We pray to thee, O Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. For the poor, the persecuted, the sick, and all that suffer, for refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger that they may be relieved and protected. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For ourselves, for the forgiveness of sins, and for the grace of the Holy Spirit, 
to amend our lives, we pray to Thee, O Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For all who have died in the communion of our church and those whose faith is known to You alone, that with all the saints they may have rest in that place where there is no pain, no grief, that life eternal. We pray to Thee, O Lord. O Lord, Rejoicing in the fellowship of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, Michael, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all of our life to Christ our God. To you, O Lord, our God. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God of unchangeable power and eternal light, Look favorably on your whole church, that wonderful and sacred mystery. By the effectual working of your providence, carry out in tranquility the plan of salvation. Let the whole world see and know that things which were being cast down are being raised up. And things which had grown old are being made new. And that all things are being brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made, your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Is be seated? Yeah. Our Old Testament lesson, please. Our first lesson comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, beginning in verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. This is the word of the Lord. This evening's psalm is Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8, responsively by the half verse. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. They also do no iniquity. You have commanded us. Oh, that my ways were directed. Then I would not be ashamed. I will praise you with uprightness of heart. I will keep your statutes. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and Amen. Good evening. Tonight's second reading comes from Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying... There arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man of full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Paramenus, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. The word of the Lord. beginning at verse 35. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and yet and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. I assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat, and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. You are Alpha. 
since I wore one of these. Feels good, though. It's a wonderful, wonderful evening for me and for the people of God. I want to uh, just encourage you with just a small testimony about our charismatic nature. Why do we need a charismatic Episcopal Church? And... uh, We were at lunch today with, uh, it was my bishop's council, about four or five of you guys that uh, sit with me in council and uh, keep me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> and we were discussing a problem we have in the diocese. That's what we handle. So you don't really want to be on that council anyway. But And, and the, the problem was that, Perhaps the most beautiful church building in the entire diocese sits vacant in uh, Meridian, Idaho. And we had had some inquiries from secular people who wanted to convert it to a beautiful office building, this and that. And uh, the idea made me sick, and I would never do that, Katie. Her dad and her grandfather built that. And uh, anyway, we were taking the strong stand. We'd never, ever do that. And uh, David... I guess yeah, was it you, yeah, you got it right, David. He came on his phone. He's been working on that for me. He's a broker as well as my archdeacon. 
man, he's comes in handy in so many times. But and we got this letter, and I want to read you this letter because we were talking about this just today, and uh, who we are as a people of God, and, and you know why do we need a charismatic Episcopal church? Well, apparently God needs one. Because he raised us up, and we're a powerful, small but powerful church. Father David, Pastor David writes, and there's this church, Protestant church, that's looking at the building up there, the possibility of running it, but like all churches, money is scarce. And he writes, this is Pastor David Snyder. From 26.8, we decided to take the plunge to see if we can secure a lease for Holy Trinity. I don't wish here to negotiate the terms of the lease. The channels established for negotiations will take their proper course. I do, however, want to provide you with a clearer picture of what we envision with Holy Trinity. So here's more of the backstory. Early in the ministry, the Father put on my heart to build a church of disciples devoted wholly to Jesus and his kingdom. I couldn't see how the modern emphasis on growth and size would accomplish that vision. Under the guidance of the Word, the Spirit, and mentors, my heart longed for myriad smaller congregations, churches engaged in radical sacrifice in specific geographic and social networks, and through the gospel, bring them into a new community, an alternative to the many communities of the world. So we grew our church in our living room with our family. Sound familiar? (laughs) Families together, singles together, kids together. We walked an unusual road to the 200 people who call 26-8 home. That's the name of the church but a blessed one nonetheless. And our strategy continues to be the same, small gathering of families who can impact neighborhoods and networks. That's where Holy Trinity has crossed our path. We love the building. You love the building more than we do. We know that. For you, it's a place of honor. Sacred place for the Spirit's presence. We love the building as well for what it represents in gospel opportunity, a commitment we know you share. Much good has taken place for us in Holy Trinity. So our vision has intersected with Holy Trinity, and I want to share more of what's in my heart for it. Young adult internships for a generation using professional skills, nursing, legal teaching, to impact neighborhoods through free clinics and support, to help to help to disciple and restrain those who have tasted the brokenness of addiction and incarceration. A place for worship and prayer around the clock every day, every year. Community centers, a location for worship and formation institutes, creating leadership tracks for worship and discipleship in real-world ways. 
I sat on the steps, he writes, of Holy Trinity yesterday for about 30 minutes praying, contending, interceding, weeping for a lost generation and the possibilities an awakened church presents. I'm asking the Spirit give us the wherewithal, the faith, and the dedication to see this vision of a small, multiple, or hundreds, even a thousand times over. And I ask for a hundred. of places that Holy Trinity, that it would give us a place and the space to impact lives through hands-on relationships and service and miracles in neighborhoods and places of great need. The interaction we've had with Holy Trinity as a specific space of a specific location has stoked the embers of a vision that seems so counterculture and impossible. Nevertheless, that's what we're giving ourselves to accomplish. Maybe the building will be part of our vision. Maybe not. Either way, we've been stimulated by the Spirit and pray He orders our steps, and our prayer is that He orders yours together with ours in whatever way He thinks best. They, like us, uh, although they're not liturgical, are, are very charismatic. They believe in the moving the Holy Spirit. And I so believe, and I've dedicated my whole adult life to following it. You know, you remember this morning I, uh, I, I, we prayed for and I mentioned uh, Phyllis Lely. Remember that? I just put her on my heart when I was sitting over there. And, you know, a lady like that has lost her husband, an apostle. You know, you think you're praying for her because she's in terrible straits and anguish she must be experiencing. So when I got home, I had a letter there from her. She came in the mail today. And in, in, the, in the letter was a check for $500 for St. Michael's. She's praying for us. What a great church we're building. Amen. Let's go, guys. My brothers, every Christian is called to follow Jesus Christ, serving God the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. God now calls you to a special ministry of servanthood directly under your bishop. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're to serve all people, particularly the poor, the weak, the sick, the lonely. As a deacon in the church, you're to study the Holy Scriptures, to seek nourishment from them, and to model your life upon them. You're to make Christ and his redemptive love known by your word and example to those among whom we live and work and worship. 
you to interpret to the church the needs, concerns, and hopes of the world. You're to assist the bishop and priests in public worship and in the ministration of God's word and sacraments, and you're to carry out other duties assigned to you from time to time. At all times, your life and teaching are to show Christ's people that in serving the helpless, they're serving Christ himself. My brother, do you believe that you're truly called by God and his church to the life and work of a deacon? Do you now in the presence of the church commit yourself to this trust and responsibility? Will you be guided by the pastoral direction and leadership of your bishop? Will you be faithful in prayer and the reading and study of Holy Scripture? Will you look for Christ in all others, being ready to heal and serve those in need? Will you do your best to pattern your life and that of your family in accordance with the teachings of Christ so that you may be a wholesome example to all people? Will you in all things seek not your glory, but the glory of the Lord Christ? May the Lord by his grace uphold you in the service he lays upon you.
Sönmüyordu. O oh God, most merciful Father, we praise you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, who took on himself the form of a servant and humbled himself, becoming obedient even to death on the cross. We praise you that you've highly exalted him and made him Lord of all, and that through him we know that whoever would be great must be servant of all. We praise you for the many ministries of your church, for calling your servant to the order of deacon. <clears throat> Lord, look with favor on this servant of yours, Antonio, whom you now we now dedicate to the office of deacon to minister at your holy altar. Lord, send forth upon him the Holy Spirit that he may be strengthened by the gift of your sevenfold grace and carry out faithfully the work, the ministry. Make him, O Lord, modest and humble, strong and constant to observe the discipline of Christ. Let his life and teaching so reflect your commandments that through whom many may come to know you and love you. As your son came not to be served but to serve, may this deacon share in Christ's service and come to the unending glory of him who with you in the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. You're going to do that too, Timmy. It's taking shape. Take this prayer book and be among us as a man of prayer. Take this Bible and share the gospel of Jesus. It's a sign of your authority to proclaim God's word to assist in the administration of his holy sacraments. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. Let's help him up here.
Bishop Davidson's here with us tonight, and it's a pleasure to have you. Please stand. Blessed are you, Lord of all creation, to your goodness we bring these, uh, this bread which we offer, which earth is given and human hands have made, will become for us the body of Christ. Blessed are you, Lord God. Of all creation, to your goodness, we have this wine off, fruit of vine, work of human hands, it will become for us the blood of Christ. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. <laughs> Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. We praise you with greater joy than ever on this Easter season when Christ became our Paschal sacrifice. He's the true Lamb who took away the sins of the world. By dying, he destroyed death, and by rising, he restored our life. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise.
Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread, he broke it, he gave you thanks, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of the clergy. Remember all those who are sick and infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and we have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them to remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
Okay, and I assume you all know you're invited out to dinner, right? And uh, that'll give you instructions how to get there if you don't know how. Or John. Remember how to get there, John? Eternal <laughs> God, Heavenly Father, you graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us down to the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Remember the gospel, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against him. God loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not angry with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.